Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the NXT 2.0! Oh, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamblett and Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of NXT 2.0. But before we get into it, <laughs> if you're a fan of this sort of thing, subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review NXT 2.0, but also Raw, SmackDown, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a Bollinger quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet Sidgwick to look ahead to NXT 2.0 tonight. And Hamlet, a stacked show yet again. Yeah, I've already forgotten most of what I might have liked or disliked about last week's 2.0, save for one glaring exception that I cannot wait to get to today. And I think at least you know what that was, Will Vaughan. But yeah, I cannot quite believe the main event of this show, or at least the main event of the thing we're going to talk about as a match that is, it's not unannounced, but it's virtually unannounced. Um, and NXT 2.0's strange opportunity to make two not disastrous episodes in a row. I can't remember anything from last week's show because after watching it, for ultimately no reason, <laughs> I was told I got to isolate. So like, oh, for God's sake... So that just completely overwhelmed my mind. So genuinely, I can't remember anything um, from last week's show. This show, however, I'm genuinely bang up for. We watch it for one reason. We watch the two, the dichotomy of NXT, right? We watch NXT, we watched NXT 1.0 for one reason back in the Halcyon days, the glory days. For great in-ring content. We watch NXT 2.0 for wild wacky bollocks. And we're getting legitimately between the Tony D'Angelo segment and the work rate water match, the two very best of both worlds. Well, let's start <laughs> with that match that was sprung upon us seemingly out of nowhere, unless you're across social media and WWE.com exclusives and the like. Roderick Strong, Michael Sidgwick, versus bloody Walter tonight. I mean, I'm more excited for this match than I am anything on the AEW Dynamite card, which is <laughs> skewing more towards fun than great. This match is skewing towards, I can't wait. I'm going to be standing and pacing in my living room when I'm watching it. I love the idea of this. Roderick Strong is no slouch in the striking department, but he's up against the best striker, the hardest hitter in all of the game. Legitimately, Walt is one of my favorite wrestlers on the planet. I adore him. This is the sort of match that NXT 2.0 has no right to do. It doesn't even want to do, and yet they're doing it, and I'm happy. I have fantasy book spots for this. I've got things I want to see. I want to see Roderick Strong do that bit where he runs the ropes, 
to hit someone in the face. And after the third or fourth rope run, I want Walter to just smash him in the chest with his open palm. And I want Roderick Strong to try and do it again. No, no, you get another slap in the chest. I want Roderick Strong's chest to look red, to look like raw beef, to look like mincemeat. How's he going to get him up for a backbreaker? <laughs> How's Volta going to sell for the backbreaker? I don't know the answers to those questions. I do know that if they allow them, and God damn it, allow them to just work, it's Walter for Christ's sake. Roderick Strong, on the crest of a phenomenal comeback, is going to hit the backbreaker, and it's going to pop your tits off because Walter's massive. He's indomitable. He looks invincible. Him selling means more than almost anybody else on the planet selling. And Roderick Strong, despite being much smaller, which itself will create a layer of drama throughout, is so rock hard, such a total badass when he wants to be, that he will make it actually feel realistic. This is one of those things where it's like, I think when we were covering a takeover, I think, from early last year, it was a WrestleMania weekend takeover, I think. And Hamlet described Volta versus Tommaso Ciampa is like a 2017 or 2018 match graphic, like hidden behind a chair that people have forgotten about. <laughs> this is like that. Mm. It won't be as good. I don't think the sense of occasion will be there. I don't think the time allocation will be there. But I think it could reach a ceiling of being just as good. Yeah, a mouth-watering prospect. Hamlet, you can be honest here. I know often we say things and then say, oh, Make sure that doesn't go out because if it gets back to the to the missus, then we'll get in real trouble here. But it's one of your lovely son's birthdays today. Happy birthday yes. to uh, to one of Hamlet's boys. And, and he's not even in the country to celebrate. And <laughs> what I was going to say did, was, did you see this graphic? Wake up really giddy, and then your missus be like, "Oh, it's so nice. You're in such a good mood for so and so's birthday." <laughs> you're like, "Yeah, that's definitely what it is, and not when I can put him to bed and stay up and watch Walter murder Roderick Strong." I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, am I going to let him blow out his candles or am I going to chop them myself in tribute to how excited <laughs> I am for this match? It really could go either way. Uh, there's a great, delicious subtext to this. Cedric mentioning the kind of dream match graphics of an era that already feels ancient, of NXT 2.0. Like, farting out this match as a network-exclusive promoted thing when Triple H would have put it on a takeover. Like, I can't get... Like, I cannot get away and escape the times that they take even when they don't mean to at Triple H's legacy at this point. There's almost one a week. Like We could make a game of it if it wasn't like so overt in the first place. It's almost <laughs> too easy because you can just see them. Yeah, thinking of the spots is often the joy of, well, any good matches really, but like Walter ones, particularly when there's not a lot of story behind them. I was thinking about um, Strong's got this great way of being able to sort of move into the bit of space that you think shouldn't be humanly possible. So I'm liking the idea of Walter getting gradually more exhausted and swinging for a chop and kind of flopping forward because he's not able to do it. And then Strong kind of catching his back heel and moving around the back to catch him for a backbreaker, just twist him, drop him across the knee. And that first time he's able to do it because Walter's exhausted himself. I'm not suggesting Strong can play a rope a dope with those chops, but just he's going to have to do something to make Walter look weaker. It's not just that he's got this imposing attack, but he stands there like he's made of granite as well. It takes ages for wrestlers to be able to make this guy look anything other than a building. So Strong like kind of needs that flexibility of Walter to hit so many of his of his big moves. And I cannot wait to watch it happen. It's so bizarre that it's occurred under these circumstances. And that typically when Malcolm Bivins, who we all love on Twitter, is posting some online content where he's like, I don't want to be horrible to him, 
but doing a face to try and get some naff content over. This week's doing a face was a standoff between Walter and Roderick Strong. It just doesn't feel real. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's ironic that the spot I'm most looking forward to features a man not involved in this match, and that's Malcolm Bivens getting chopped off the apron. Sorry, Malcolm, I love you. I love your promos. Like you say, I think we always say he deserves more mic time. I'd have him there to promote this match at the start of the show of like, ring your friends and tell them this is going down tonight, even though it's his boy that's going to get wrecked involved with it. But I do kind of want him to be jumping up on the apron again. Hey, ref, he can't do that. Boom! <laughs> down you go, Malcolm. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's just going to be such an exciting match. This let's let's keep the fun going, Hamlet. Uh, the the star of last week, not just on NXT across the board in terms of yes, uh, was of course <laughs> Wendy Chu. And it's often a question I ask, and you both roll your eyes because it's a lazy question that I write because I haven't thought of anything else to ask you. But what's next for Wendy Chu? Well, like week two of the four we're allowed to enjoy, you know, like very, very briefly, this is not 2.0, but it is 2.0 because she has taken the Olympic flame from Tony D'Angelo in terms of the things that you can look forward to most in the show. They nailed it. Like we called some of it. Um, Some of our listeners made some suggestions. They will do their best to replicate the magic of Orange Cassidy, the sort of thing that people within WWE would have hated once upon a time, but they've seen it can be done. And I don't think this is plagiarism. I think this is a loving sequel almost. This person is asleep rather than just not trying. So I don't think it's a direct lift. And the trick that they always played with the early days of Orange Cassidy on TNT was to show that not only could he do stuff when you thought he was going to do nothing, but he could do really cool stuff. And when he chose performance in that match last week was like, I don't want to say a home run because nothing feels like a home run in that 2.0 dome, but it went absolutely as brilliantly as it could have gone. You know, like we keep going back to the awesome like Matrix yawn spot that showed straight away that they were going to be creative with his character. And Wendy Chu herself had the chops to pull it off. And I just thought you got that throughout. I thought the wrestlers she was with and the ones she was facing got over by virtue of being near this character. It's going to run out of juice like really, really quickly. Like they're going to kill it. I'm not saying that negatively. I'm just saying to enjoy it while we still can. Can I do Where's Wendy now? Mm-hmm. Like typically it's be a game, but we're dealing with featured characters, you know? So like Wendy Chu for me, well, this will shock you, is asleep, right? She's backstage and it's zoomed in on her and she's just having a kip because now rather than being a background character, she's a feature player, right? So the camera cuts backstage after a match and Wendy Chu's asleep. You can hear some like clicking shutters in the background and we get a pullback and reveal to show that she's actually in the room at the performance center where the women are having their promo photos taken for the Royal Rumble. The main roster stars as well. Everybody's been flown to Orlando. You've got like the light in the background there, but she's just asleep on the floor. She doesn't care. You see Bianca Belair stepping over her. You see Charlotte Flair stepping over her. You know, all these stars not wondering what the hell has happened to NXT. I just came down to get my picture taken for the Royal Rumble. And then out of nowhere, a brawl breaks out because the NXT women are quite angry that they've not been featured in the Rumble. And, you know, typically their cast is pretty stupid. So after first fighting with a photographer, they just start fighting with each other. There's nowhere else to do. It's NXT. It's what you do. Everybody hates everybody else. So this brawl breaks out. You see this bundle of women go past it. And it kind of, like, just ever so slightly rattles Wendy Chu. You know, the ruckus wakes her up. She just sort of yawns. But meanwhile, the photographer has lost their notes. So when she happens to do the yawn, the photographer just assumes, oh, this must be a rumble competitor. Click. And then Vic Joseph screams, 
Wendy Chu's in the Royal Rumble. And because it's WWE, that's how that happens. I like that idea. I love it. I love that idea. I don't know what, I do know what's next for Wendy Chu because I've played the game Where's Wendy? But it steps on the toes of another game just to have a little bit of audience retention tease. Oh, okay. So I think mm. that we potentially disrupt the flow of the podcast if I tell you what's next for Wendy Chu now. So we'll save it for the games portion. Okay, I'll just do my Where's Wendy now because it feels a nice segue here uh, before we move on to previewing whatever else is on this show. And then we get to the fun part, which is the games. Uh, and just directly lift. Uh, you're talking about the lifted stuff. Uh, directly lift. Uh, Hamlet's prediction for Wendy Chu at the Royal Rumble because the chops are going to wake her up when Walter smashes Roderick Strong with one. <laughs> Brilliant. Yes. A uh, perfect week for that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. In terms of. Advertisements for NXT tonight. You may have seen on, on Raw last night, uh, Sidgwick. We found out that Electra Lopez is going to be unleashed. What does that mean? Don't know. I've got absolutely <laughs> no idea what Electra Lopez being unleashed means. I suspect she will contrive to botch several times in a <laughs> 55 <laughs> second squash of a um, enhancement talent who hopefully emerges unscathed. From the experience. Um, it's a weird one that they are profiling Electra Lopez of all performers as the key like selling point of this week's edition because she's nowhere near the title picture, she's nowhere near ready for it. Mandy Rose is the heel champion. Electra Lopez showed a true colors the other week. Jezebel, <laughs> to use <Jim laughs> words, and in fact, the internalized misogyny of professional wrestling in the North America. On the whole, what's she gonna do? I, I get that. They're, they're I know you're to... answering. I know you're asking me this question, but I, I don't. I get right. Oh, she costs Ion Quinn and Santos Escobar. You know, she she's you know decided that it's him, and and you know maybe he's gonna elevate. I, and I think he should go into some sort of title picture off the back of this. But why she is the focus of this is confusing to me. Will Zion Quinn get I, a bird? I think I've got it, and I think I know why she's focused. 
Um, unleashed implies like that's core that she's, <laughs> she's going to battle. Can't avoid that. <laughs> I uh, I don't get that joke because I don't know who that is, Cedric. I'm afraid. So oh. I, like I, I can't forget this. <laughs> um, unleashed typically in wrestling parlance for these previews means that she's going to batter a jobber, doesn't it? Like she's going to brutalize somebody, that kind of thing. Um, it's going to be almost like a toasting of her pledging herself to Legada del Fantasma last week. She's going to bat out some poor jobber. Santos Escobar is going to be like, yeah, good. This is great. More, more, more. Like, I'm glad I've got there. And then who's going to come out and make the save? Bron Breaker. They're using women to promote men. And that's why she was featured in this video package. That's why she made it onto Raw. It's because it's actually hiding Bron Breaker's first title opponent, which is Escobar. That's... Uh, De- delightfully devilish, Hamlet. That's how they would do things. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. I just had a thought because I've, I've realised I've neglected to mention them that happened last week, and I was trying to cram it in here, and I probably should have mentioned it earlier. Because what if? Sorry to loop back because I have no bloody idea what electrically pleasant leash means, other than like you say, smashing a jobber, um, and hopefully Santos Escobar getting elevated into some sort of title feature because he's mint. What if Walter loses? this main event against Roderick Strong. Dragunov did in his first NXT mainland. Because <laughs> of shenanigans. So you got Bivens, you got one Nile, you've got Creed Brothers, and that was all it ever was, of course, in the Diamond Mine. No one else. Um, so they're all oh, up in arms, they're all getting shot uh, off the ring apron. But Malcolm Bivens has got a secret weapon, and he comes in to cost Walter. Do you know why he costs Walter? There's one thing you can't shop, and that's hard. Von Wagner has had his suspension <laughs> paid off by Malcolm Moneybags Bibbins. You may call the diamond mine. You've got to have a bit of cash behind you. And then I really want to see Von Wagner try and sell chops basically down the line. I was going to... Wow. He thinks it's part of his job to like sell the noise. So he's going to like, slap. Yeah. <laughs> ah. slaps, slaps him in the chest. And he's like, oh, what is that? Like, like moisturizer to, to stop, like, you know, to heal your chest a bit of Valeria. It's calm Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> you just slapped me in the heart. <laughs> uh, right. The Dusty Rhodes uh, Tag Team Classic Brackets. Uh, have been revealed. Uh, I'm going to run through them now and, and let and get your thoughts uh, on it. Uh, start with you, Sige. On the left-hand side of the bracket, it is MSK versus Jacket time Ooh. and Malik Blade and Idris Anofe versus Legado Del Fantasma. How are you feeling uh, about that? Uh, utterly ambivalent. Um, I suspect MSK will go on to uh, work Legado Del Fantasma. That should actually be a really good match if and when it happens. I'm less enthused on the prospect of the opening rounds, the quarters. Uh, on the other side of things, you've got Josh Broggs and Bron Johnson uh, versus the Creed brothers and the grizzled young veterans versus Andre Chase and Bodie Hayward, which I believe is that student that um, Von Wagner murdered the other week. Yeah. So you're telling me there's a chance for the grizzled young veterans? Yeah, a chance to make the semi-final. Woohoo! Um, following which, Chase who will lose as a result of his student, and then they'll showcase the student in a singles match between the two as part of a, um, a course in Andre Chase University. The only one that's unpredictable, realistically, in these opening round of fixtures 
is incidentally the one I care least about because Briggs and Jensen suck. Um, <laughs> oh, God, they can't go over the Creed brothers, can they? Well, it depends. Well, they have we... to if, they, if Chris or Jung... Oh. I don't know who the, who's the faces. Yeah, they have to because I think Briggs and Jensen are meant to be the baby faces. Mm-hmm. But the Creed brothers mm-hmm. are the one the scene, the team that... I don't really care about any of this. I just want to get to the games. Hamlet? Eh... <laughs> uh... Blade and Inofi getting in last week made me wonder if by stealing the opportunity, well, not you know, being gifted it by that disqualification, they would then go on a bit of a fairy tale run, only for it to be ended in the final by Gacy and Harland, who have professed all this time to have been more than happy to offer them a safe space and then ruin it for them in the final against for Wilborn, the Grizzled Young Vets. You know, like you have you have that final and they get the cup, they get like, and they've Stolen somebody's beer and they pour it in the trophy because they've they've learned. But like, yeah, I do wonder if there's a um like a bit of a fairy tale story there, and it wouldn't be out of NXT's purview to have Legada del Fantasma lose the tag match while they're pushing Escobar against Bron Breaker. In their mind, it's almost like, yeah, but your main guy's winning, so the stable's staying over. That's not 50-50. And then they can be like, once they're out of the tournament, they can be relegated to being Escobar's goons so that Bron Breaker can knock them about in singles matches. Uh, finally, for my sins, and this is probably going to segue nicely into the games as well. Um, for my sins, I was unaware until I came to work today. So I came in bouncing off the news of Walter versus Roderick Strong, and Sid turned to me and went, You do know Tony D'Angelo's doing the memorial for Pete Dunn tonight, don't you? What? Well, this is where the games begin. And I've got <laughs> two games for the price of one. Eh? I hope for the purposes of the following uh, content, that they go full sports entertainment with this. I want to see pallbearers. I want to see like an actual casket in the middle of the ring. I want Tony D'Angelo to do the mocks and see uh, I know it's a very um, serious and tragic time. Someone's passed. So I want to do the whole, the whole bit. I want them to do the eulogy on the coffin Loads of flowers, dimmed lights, and maybe some weeping widows, some mourners. And this is the scene, right? So Pete Dunne is going to do the whole... Uh, Tony D'Angelo is going to do the mocks and see We are unfortunately gathered here today. The moment of passing of uh, Petey Poppins. Petey Poppins. Petey Poppins. Now, the first phase of this is going to be difficult for me because, as you all know, mega fans, I can't do accents. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to have to do someone's who already has a particular accent doing an impression of someone doing a particular accent. Oh. And they're so far apart phonetically. An Italian American doing something from Birmingham, England. Oh, even I wouldn't attempt something <laughs> like that. Speedy Poppins, you know, where I'm from, we do a wake right, huh? We get the food right. So you're going to get cannoli. Your family's going to be nicely fed. I'm going to look after them. It's the right thing to do, huh? So they're going to eat cannoli, ziti. They're not going to be eating any of spotted dick. <laughs> a toad in the hole. accent. <laughs> <laughs> And he's going to do all this thing where he's doing the mock sincere thing where he's pretending that he cares, but he's just getting heel heat all the time. And then, and then, you're going to see the coffin lid creak ajar 
when Tony D'Angelo's got his back to it, right? You with me? Mm-hmm. All you see is an arm. The idea is the more slowly it opens, the more gradually it opens, behind D'Angelo's back, the crowd starts to pop. Because right? mm-hmm. they think it's Petey Poppins and then he ain't dead after all. Huh? It turns out that the ruse, there's a swive. Huh? Oh. Petey Poppins isn't in the damn casket. Wendy Chu is asleep in the damn casket because that was the most comfortable place, huh? So Wendy Chu's in the casket. Huge pop. (laughs) Pete Dunn comes out, microphone in hand, and says, I don't care about being dead. (laughs) And then he runs to the ring and a brawl ensues and a rematch is set up. Fantastic. Oh, man. Uh, well, let's keep going with, with the Donnie D'Angelo predictor. What do you got for the uh, memorial tonight, Hamlet? I mean, I cannot top that scene. Um, I am going to try and educate you both about, I'm doing a bit of research, not into the cliches attached to Tony D'Angelo, but about Tony D'Angelo himself, the, his hobbies, his interests, his, his loves. And he's going to explain at the memorial tonight, there's going to be the, the casket and the picture and the wreath and all that. He's going to explain why he targeted Pete Dunne when he got to NXT and why he did what he did. He said, I, uh, I hate rats. I mean, my family, we hate rats. And he, there's an interview there because there's interviews at memorials and NXT. <laughs> and uh, she says, oh, why, uh, why was Pete Dunne a rat? What do you mean? So then not a lot of people know this about me, but I was, uh, I was a huge fan of the uh, British wrestling scene in the mid-2010s. <laughs> Fight club, bro. Fight club. Fight Club, bro, progress, mwah. The schmuck. WCW. <laughs> if there's one guy that was defying, it was Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> and uh, he's going to explain, this guy was a rat. He sold that scene down the goddamn river. <laughs> there ain't no goddamn British wrestling I can watch anymore. And then all of a sudden, some music's going to hit. Hey, you know, goddamn like head and shame, Petey Poppins. <laughs> You know how obviously, minor Sopranos spoiler, but it becomes about a big turf war between New York and New Jersey. Like this is going to open up a turf war between NXT 2.0 and NXT UK. And a bunch of guys are going to run out. I mean, you're not going to know they are because they're on NXT UK. <laughs> but they're going to run out and they're going to chase Tony D'Angelo off for daring to suggest that British wrestling was dead and in the ground when there are all these big stars such as Mr. Black and Mr. Black who are flying the flag for NXT UK. They're going to run him off and it's going to begin the opportunity to bring over some of them guys so that, so that Nick Khan can see them for the first time. There was Trent Sevens hang your... Oh, he's from Birmingham. Hang your head and shine, Justin. About the guy <laughs> who was on World of Sport. What was the thing that Pete Dunne said that got memed to death? Didn't you say that oh. he's fine? British wrestling's fine, wasn't it? Yeah. British wrestling will be fine. Something else. Oh, I've got it. Not the way. Not the way. Not the way. Don't put cement shoot. That's not the way. You should have blown my bloody (laughs) (laughs) A more effective job. Uh, Yeah. Bring your mind, Tony D'Angelo, predictor for the week. Well, goddamn hell not. Okay. So uh, let's do a memorial. And uh, Tony removes his head. He's a respectful gentleman, let's not forget, okay? <laughs> and he says, I, uh, 
I've written a full few words to say here, and then the light of Phoebe Pop is passing. Let's <clears throat> go something like this. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Huh? Pity Poppins looks so bad, his face is quite atrocious. <laughs> his voice will put you to sleep just like goddamn hypnosis. <laughs> I wish he's dead, I win. And on his grave, I will have a piss. <laughs> Why aren't we writing this show? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, right, so we've had all the Where's Wendy's, correct? Now? Yes. Uh, on the Tony D'Angelo predictor, that leaves only the Zeitgeist Heist. Hamlet, start us off. Right, so you mentioned him earlier on. Von Wagner was, of course, suspended and then unsuspended mm. due to some sort of mysterious benefactor working in his favour. So I was thinking about who in 2022 might have already gotten very, very rich, rich enough to want to meddle in the business affairs of Von Wagner. And it occurred to me that the developer of a very, very popular game might have just done that. The maker of Wordle is the guy who got Von Wagner off the hook. And to celebrate the fact, Von Wagner's brought him to the 2.0 dome and he's uh, on his phone, and he's playing a very special game of Wordle that the developer has made just for him. And we get to see over the shoulder of Von Wagner, and he's he's playing the game. And you can see, you know, you get like several attempts. It's like five attempts, and then you've got to get it right in the sixth goal. You can see he's had five goals, goals, and he's on the last goal. He's had five goals, and he's on that last turn, right? And luckily for Von, it's only a three-letter one. So the first one, he's done NTX. Second one, XTN. Next one, TXN. <laughs> Next one, TNX, and the last one, XNT. And he just can't guess what this three-letter wordle is that's been made specially for him. And in the most heartbreaking moment of all, of course, as you as well know, when the letters are there but in the wrong place, what colours are they in? Black and gold. Uh, they are all the wrong, the wrong answer to Von Wagner's wordle. And he can't do it. And he just smashes the phone because he's going to have another one of his freak outs. And he batters the guy from Wordle and disinvites him from this Von Wagner watch party and then storms <laughs> off in a rage. The thing is, if Von Wagner was playing the real version, the five letter word version of yes. Wordle, Wagner <laughs> <laughs> picks hard. <laughs> a bit weird is when you get the color scheme. Von Wagner picks hard. Hard. Heart. Curls. Hit me. He <laughs> rides hard six times and he loses. Incidentally, uh-huh. heart is not the worst first guess. Yeah. I'm not giving away all my goddamn secrets here. There's a strategy I've employed and you need a good vowel consonant. Uh, people go like, Audio and mm-hmm. um, Ouija. Mm. You don't want to go too vowel crazy, in my experience. Do you know what I started to start with? Spire, obviously, because of my background. Spire, right? It's Chesterfield. You know what the word was yesterday? Shire. Oh, got it in two. You're welcome. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good day. Hey. hey, that's good. Not work today. I've got, got the first three letters. I'm really struggling. There should be a time limit on Weedle. Mm. You know when you, Weedle. you know when you go on Weedle? What you don't, I don't know what your phone's like, but when I go on Google, and it helps with the Zeitgeist Heist, incidentally, it's a nice little segue. You get the trending topics of the day whenever I load up the Google homepage on my phone, and invariably it's 213 word answer. Ah, you pieces of trash. If you don't get it, you just don't get it. 
Uh, right, we'll <laughs> wrap this thing up. We'll get to yours, like guys, size in a second. Mine is a very basic bitch one. Uh, what do what do Casey Catanzaro and Kane Carter love to do? They love to just have a good time, have a party, and there's a little thing all about that. And they get caught up with by a backstage interview. Whilst, I don't know. Briggs, in ten, in number ten, Briggs and Jensen. I'm getting to it. Briggs and Jensen. <laughs> Briggs and Jensen. Are, I don't know, holding their cocks in the background. So they oh, I'd love to smash that, right? <laughs> uh, and uh, they, they are. So, uh, what parties have you been to this week? Gacy Catanzaro simply says, "We haven't been to any parties. We've only been to work meetings." Sack Boris Johnson now, free. <laughs> we've got him. We've got him today. He's gone. He's gone. This, this is huge. This is huge. Right, uh, Sitch finishes off. Zeitgeist heist. Very quickly, I've spent so long creating that elaborate, deft, dovetailing game between uh, Wendy Chu and Pete Dunn, Pete Barbins, that I didn't do anything realistically um, for my Zeitgeist <laughs> heist. So I've just basically written down Microsoft Grimes because Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft have bought Activision for like $70 billion. Yeah, it's, a big, uh, it's a big seismic thing in the gaming industry. It's not Nintendo. I don't give a goddamn crap. Huh? And uh, yeah, Cameron Grimes likes money. So he's probably going to, he's going to have bought shares in Microsoft and get more money and do something with the money. Has he still got that? He's got the like, money. He's going he? to oh, help, yeah, help Sean Michaels finally figure out Windows 95. Yes. <laughs> Just off that giant computer. Got money these days. I can always get more money. Always get more money. Not NXT. You can't. You won't pay him enough. <laughs> right. uh, let us know your thoughts ahead of NXT. But oh, tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, myself and the Dadly Boys will be back to review the show. And our Raw review is available right now, in fact. But for now, this has been the NXT 2.0 preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us. We will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.